The Bucks and Falcons square off for sole possession of first place in the NFC South. We tell you about our biggest confidence and biggest concern ahead of the game. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the new 10 Tampa Bay Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my stellar co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check me out over at SBNation's BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. David, once again, thank you for holding it down for me for a couple of days while Beckett had his foot surgery. All went well. He is on the road to recovery, being a gigantic, whiny baby. <laughs> not, not a problem. Let Beckett know uh, that I told him to man up and walk it off, rub some dirt on it. He'll be okay. Thank you again. All of you Bucks fans for making us first listener, first view of the day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Our biggest confidence for a Buccaneers win, our biggest concern that the Buccaneers might not win heading into week five against the Atlanta Falcons are coming up. But first, James, we have to dive into the most recent injury report and let's see there's a lot of names here there's that one that one that one that one tom brady a full participant on thursday Woo! i mean does it get any more important than that okay listen there's some very important guys in here right so cam brates not practicing due to the concussion nobody thinks he's gonna play right i mean we're on agreement if you're in agreement say nothing all right then we're good uh akeem hicks also we know he's not gonna play rakeem nunez rochez was downgraded DMP was an illness. And so the way that illnesses work, sometimes they get better, sometimes they don't. We'll have to uh, keep a lookout on that one. Logan Ryan also not participating because of a foot injury. Carlton Davis was limited on Thursday. That was the first time he was limited, downgraded uh, due to a shoulder injury. Russell Gage with the hamstring that he's basically been playing on since the Dolphins week, right? I mean, so likely that he's going to play. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Brashad Perryman. The wide receivers continue to visit the triage ward. Uh, there in one buck, but hopefully they'll all be good to go. Donovan Smith uh, with that elbow did play last weekend, so hopefully he's he's still on the mend and will play this weekend as well against the Atlanta Falcons. James, what is your biggest takeaway outside of Tom Brady? Because we know that it all starts and ends with Tommy, but what do you think about the injury report? Honestly, my biggest kind of like the, the name that jumps out the most to me is Logan Ryan. You know, they brought in Logan Ryan. They brought in Keanu Neal. These guys have been kind of rotating, playing their roles, playing their parts. If Logan Ryan can't go. You kind of have a trio now that you're rotating around. And and it's going to affect a few things that I'm sure Todd Bowles would like to do. But other than, uh, you know, Cam Braden and Akeem Hicks, who, you know, neither one is is probably playing on Sunday. I don't think any of these other players are going to be, you know, inactive for the game, uh, you know, Logan Ryan, again, is the one to keep an eye on. He's probably not playing, and I think that does affect things. But as far as the guys that are limited, Davis, uh, Smith, the wide receivers, Sands, Mike Evans, uh, I think they're all going to suit up and they're all going to play. So I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah, absolutely. As for the Atlanta Falcons uh, side of things, really the only 
Uh, super important name that we got to talk about is one Mr. Kyle Pitts, who has a hamstring boo-boo um, yep. and uh, does not look like he's trending in the right direction towards playing, James. No, uh, and that really, I mean, look, I like Kyle Pitts, but is Kyle Pitts the new O.J. Howard? Oh, a tight end that was drafted way too high is yeah. not producing at all, yeah. um, but still kind of continues to get that hype around him. Uh, if if Kyle Pitts doesn't explode the second half of this season, we're yeah. going to be talking about him being an all-time draft bust. As athletic and talented and, and phenomenal as he is, you're talking he is on the, the highway to bust land. Yeah. I mean, listen, a guy that fits all the traits, right? And that's what, you know, you got scouts to scout for traits. You got scouts to scout for production. Where's the right answer? Usually the answer is right somewhere in the middle. Kyle Pitts had both. Like, he produced pretty well at Florida. He also had the traits. So you kind of figure you're, you're pretty safe there. Obviously drafted much, much higher than O.J. Howard was. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't look. That would have been a great, great qu uh, question to ask Aaron Freeman on the crossover yesterday. I don't know that he would appreciate the question, but I think it would have been a great topic to dive into because I, I wonder how much of it really is Kyle Pitts and how much of it is. I mean, look, you know, if, if Travis Kelsey doesn't, you know, I know Tyreek is gone, but if he doesn't have Juju, if he doesn't have McColl, if he doesn't have uh, the undrafted guy or whatever that just suddenly come at, came out of nowhere and knows how to play football, the first guy to ever come out of Rutgers that actually knows how to play football, um, no offense to anybody who's a Rutgers fan. Um, you know, is Travis Kelsey really super productive? Because if he's really the biggest threat that there is on the field, it's a little bit easier to neutralize him. Speaking of threats that are going to be easy to neutralize without teammates around Drake London, who's actually had a pretty good start to his rookie season. I mean, if Kyle Pitts isn't out there, basically if your top bowl is in defense, it's, Hey, keep Marcus Mariota from running a lot of yards and mm -hmm. also cover the really tall guy that looks kind of like Mike Evans. And, uh, we happen to have experience covering guys like Mike Evans because Mike Evans, the actual version of Mike Evans is on the Buccaneer squad. So a lot of things lining up here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you listen to the crossover, uh, with Aaron Freeman yesterday, he kind of admitted as such that like the areas that the Falcons look like they could get an advantage really kind of match up with the Bucks' strengths. Um, but the areas that the Buccaneers are strongest kind of match up with the Falcons' weaknesses, and you know that's that's going to be uh, an obvious problem for them coming into this weekend. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into what we are confident about and what we are concerned about coming up in just a moment. Plenty to talk about there, but first. Here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. It's Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Simply Safe provides cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So you always know your home is safe. What I like most about Simply Safe's advanced technology is controlling my system from my phone with the app, watching in the crystal clear HD live stream of my security cameras and the wide variety of high-tech sensors. Plus, with 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and 
dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. And they even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day, especially if you're catching us on this live episode on YouTube. We appreciate you, but if you're watching later, you're listening later, we also appreciate you as well make sure you're also checking out the nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the nfl weekend willing to bet the bucks game is probably going to be on there more weeks than not including sunday monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online follow nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get podcasts. We're making bold predictions and we're picking our players of the game coming up in segment three. So if you have your own, feel free to throw those in the live comment section. Feel free to throw them in the comment section of the non-live as well. We want to hear from all of you, but right now we're going to share what makes us confident and what has us a little concerned. James, what has you confident that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not lose three straight games this season? It actually goes back to our stash it and trash it that we did on Tuesday's episode. And my stash it was throw to Mike Evans all of the time. All Good of things the happen when you throw to Mike Evans. And 52 throw. attempts, 52 targets. Yes. 51. Let's get one to Chris. Okay, we can do that. Um so, yeah, my biggest confidence is that Mike Evans is going to dominate this game in spite of what Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons said on your crossover Thursday episode about A.J. Terrell getting his revenge for getting just completely bodied by Mike Evans last year. It's not going to happen. Look, Mike Evans has 1,236 career yards against the Atlanta Falcons. It is the most that he has against any single opponent. It's also the only opponent that he has more than 1,000 yards against in his career. He has 10 receiving touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, his most versus any single opponent. Last year in two games, he had 174 yards and two touchdowns. In 2020, he had 156 yards and zero touchdowns. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my, my confidence is that 2020, 156 and zero. 2021, 174 and two. We're going to continue to build on that. We're going to go up. Mike Evans is going to destroy this Falcons secondary. So James Jericho predicting 174 and two touchdowns this weekend. We'll get there. Calm we'll down. get there. Okay. My conf you're confident in Mike Evans. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I'm confident in the fact that this defense is going to bounce back. Let's be honest. The defense was was terrible, which is was just terrible. Terrible. Not even worth a terrible. They were just terrible, terrible against Kansas City Chiefs. All right. But since arriving in 2019, Todd Bowles' defense has only one instance where this team has allowed consecutive 30 point games. Now, that instance was four games long. Yikes. <laughs> Let's all not right. do that again. 
30 plus against the Giants, Rams, Saints, and Panthers in consecutive games back in 2019. That was 2019, guys. You remember 2019? Jamel Dean was young. Uh, it was, it was, it was a lot. There was a lot of youth and there was a lot of newness and a lot of learning. Hasn't happened since then. So I'm very confident that Todd Bowles' defense isn't going to have it happen, have it happen again here. Also, Falcons haven't scored more than 30 points since December of 2018 versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is. And last I checked, this ain't December, it ain't Christmas. No gifts are being given from this Buccaneers defense, James. They will not allow more than 30 points, which will come back later in this episode. I'm glad you are so confident because my biggest concern is that they're not going to be able to hold up against these backup running backs for the Atlanta Falcons. Look, we we know against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bucs were gashed for 189 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're giving up almost 107 rush yards per game. Atlanta, they're doing things right in the run game. It is the one thing they actually have going for them on the offensive side of the ball because God knows Kyle Pitts is not getting things going for him, and Marcus Mariota is still Marcus Mariota. They're fourth in the NFL with 168 rushing yards per game. And I know what you're thinking. I don't even need to check the live chat to see it. But James, Corderell Patterson is on the IR, and he's their big running back. Yeah, I'm aware. Last week against the Cleveland Browns, without Patterson, the Atlanta Falcons still rushed for 164 yards and a touchdown. These guys are back at, like, Algier, Huntley. Yeah, they're they're the, the backups, the rotational guys, but they're good. And this this Falcons offensive line has been able has been able to create running lanes and get separation for these running backs who have done a great job once they get to the second level of making guys miss and making plays. I'm very concerned with what we've seen out of this Bucks rush defense so far this season. There's no Akeem Hicks. There may not be uh, Raheem Nunez Roaches, and you still have Logan Hall who's who's trying to find his way. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned that Atlanta's still going to be able to run the ball with some serious efficiency. Yeah, listen, um, shout out to uh, Brandon Plutey, I think is, is how that's pronounced. Matthew um, and Locked on Bucks for commenting. Locked on Bucks commenting, but James CP is on the IR and then use the improper form of there because we don't get paid to write words for a living. Um, but we do. I see why that could be a concern of yours. My concern is this. Going back to that stretch where Todd Bowles' defense did surrender 30-plus points in consecutive games, if you go back, I know you guys don't want to go back there, right? But but drop the curtain, unlock the door, go back to those memories real quick. Every game was kind of a get-right game for somebody, right? So if the Falcons are going to win this game, it's going to be a get-right game for Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And I put them together. I know, again, Drake is having a relatively good start to his career. So I'm not saying he's struggling necessarily, but... As a tandem, 28 catches, 331 yards, two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns going to Drake London, which, again, he's having an individually pretty solid start to his career. But between the two of them, James, they only have a 52% catch rate for this Atlanta Falcons offense. 62% is considered average in the National Football League. They're 10% off the average, so definitely below average. There are 123 NFL wide receivers and tight ends combined that have 10 or more targets, which both London and Pitts have London his 58.1% catch rate again below average is 94th among the 123 he's 70th 
out of the 95 receivers in that group. And of the 21 receivers that have the same amount of targets he has this season, he's 20th. All right. So as good of a start as he's having, he ain't having that good of a start. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Pitts, 45.5% catch rate, 118th out of the 123. 28th out of 28 tight ends that qualify in that category. So as we're all sitting here saying, Drake London's having a pretty good start to his career. He's also not having that pretty great of a start to his career. And the duo is not doing well for this team. So what does that mean? If the Buccaneers are going to give up 30 plus points again, how is it going to happen? Go back into history. It's probably going to be them, right? That That's just kind of how this works. It's probably going to be those two guys. Look, the rest of the Falcons team this season, 25 catches, 370 yards, only one touchdown, which came to Olamide Zacchaeus. I said that correctly. Who, by the way, has a 77% catch rate. So if you want a sleeper in this game, that might actually be your guy who, who again, he has a 77% uh, catch rate. So those are my reasons uh, to be concerned. And shout out again to Pluti coming in there, Simon and Dominic Subin on Speed Dial and Matthew, both of who are writing comments with proper grammar. Yeah, unlike uh, David. Uh, yeah, Drake London, he has a lot of potential. He's off to a, a pretty good start, but Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson, he is not. Uh, then again, who knows what happens if he gets a competent quarterback or I don't want to say, I feel bad kind of insulting Marcus Mariota. Mariota seems like a cool dude, but he's not a, he's not really even an average quarterback. He's just yeah, kind of just saying it. Yeah. He's just there. Um, but I, I hope you're right. And uh, I would thoroughly enjoy watching uh, Beckett suffer even more by watching Kyle Pitts completely destroy his fantasy team because like a dumb, dumb, he decided to draft Kyle Pitts in the fourth round after I told him not to. But we are going to get to our predictive players of the game, our bold predictions, our score predictions, all that coming up in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Right now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers regular season win total sitting at an over-under of 11.5. The Atlanta Falcons over-under sitting at 6.5. I'm not saying, I'm just saying uh, they would have to go 2-2 two and two in the final two quarters of the season to reach those six wins that you and I, uh, you know, since we have the Falcons going 0-4 in the next quarter of the season. Just throwing that out there. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more today. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a live edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, and it is time for predictions, starting with our bolts. Then we're going to get to our players of the game, then we're going to get into some props and some final score predictions. David, I'm going to kick things off with my bold. And my bold prediction is kind of a two-parter because I am saying that Mike Evans will have three, three of Tom Brady's 
five touchdown passes in this game. The offense started to get on track this last week. I believe that that carries over only this time. They're going to get a very motivated and um, angry defense to help complement them. It's going to be the first time that we actually see both sides of the football for the Buccaneers playing well at the same time. Uh, Tom Brady, you kind of mentioned it on the crossover. There's some personal stuff going on, and I don't think anybody in the NFL is better at compartmentalizing that and turning off-field distractions into rage fuel for the game. And so Brady is going to go off, and Mike Evans is going to be the beneficiary of that. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, my bold prediction, first of all, shout out to Matthew, whose bold prediction, uh, well, wasn't really a prediction, was uh, what should happen. Defense should have at least two takeaways, <laughs> and I definitely agree with that. We'll call it a bold prediction, why not? Um, and then I really like Mike's comment here for Thursday Night Football, which is happening shortly after this live, already over if you're watching on uh, Friday about Russ going from simmer to low heat. Listen, if the Broncos lose, I need someone to make a meme that says, let Russ simmer. Like just because that would just that would just it'd be awesome. Anyway, what else would be awesome is Levante David forcing a fumble and Devin White getting an interception, which is exactly what's going to happen. That's my bold prediction for this weekend, James. Which means Devin White is going to force a fumble, Levante David's going to get an interception, and I'm still going to be wrong. My player of this game, Antoine Winfield Jr. Listen, looking at Drake London and uh, and his his charts, you know what I mean, his route charts and his reception charts and his run after catches and everything. He really, I mean, again, coming into the NFL draft, this guy was kind of the Keenan Allen, Mike Evans type of receiver that everybody talked about, right? He was an outside receiver, going to body some guys, going to maybe win some 50-50 balls, stuff like that. But so far this season, he's having his most success when he actually manipulates the middle of the defense. And while the charts I found don't, don't signify if these catches were against zone or man, I'm kind of expecting that they were against man coverage because a lot of them he's either bending into the middle of the field and then jetting out of it to make his catch, which looks like a manipulation against zone uh, to me, or he's starting outside, bending into the middle of the field again, manipulating his own uh, DB in order to make that catch. So who plays the middle a lot of times for the Buccaneers? I know he plays in the slot. He comes down in the nickel, but I think Antoine Winfield Jr. is a guy uh, that I want to isolate here as my player of the game to help keep Drake London from doing what the Atlanta Falcons have never done, that is beat Tom Brady. Yeah, I uh, I love that pick, and I would love we we kind of need that big Antoine Winfield Jr. game, right? It it hasn't happened yet yet this year. He's had a couple of moments, but there were a couple of times last year that it seemed like he just really took over a game, and and we were calling his name, you know, throughout the entire process. Um, need need to see that, and I would I would love for that to be this weekend. My player of the game, no surprise, if he's my biggest confidence. And I'm predicting him to get three touchdowns. I'm going with Mike Evans. And a lot of eyes are going to be on Julio Jones or Russell Gage in the revenge game. Um, why isn't anybody talking about it being a revenge game for Bradley Pinion? That's all I want to know. Um, That's a good point. But, you know, they're not going to be the guys that get targeted 13, 15 times in this game. That is going to be Mike Evans. As we talked about with the injury report at the beginning of the show, he's the only one not listed on it. So utilize the healthy guy who beats everybody in the red zone. Uh, he's what a top two, top three red zone threat in the NFL. 
uh, yeah, Mike Evans is is fixing to go off. You know, I'm going to say all this. He's going to have like one catch for seven yards and a touchdown, and Julio's going to have like a buck twenty five and three yeah. touchdowns. Hey, we'll take it however we can get it. Before we move into the final part of this episode, real quick, Josh Williams threw out a question. James Logan Ryan uh, potentially being out. Is that a shot for SMB to get back in the starting lineup? We saw him play more last week than we did uh, before he did come away with an interception that turned out to really not be all that meaningful. What do you say to that? I don't think it's that puts Sean Murphy bunting into the starting lineup by any means, but I do think we're going to start to see him take a few more defensive snaps on a, a bit of a rotation. You also have to take into account uh, Carlton Davis's status. Mm-hmm. So if, if Carlton Davis needs to come off for a couple of plays, if maybe that shoulder's flaring up or, or maybe they're just, you know, trying to get him some rest where they can. I think we're going to see Sean Murphy bunting a little bit more involved, but I don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup. All right. It's a game picks real quick before we make our final predictions for this weekend's game. I was two and one last week. I picked the Saints, Eagles, and Bills to win their matchups, although the Saints did make it interesting there at the end in their loss to the Vikings. Double door. We're going to give James an opportunity here, guys. James went 0 3 the first week we did this. Perfect. Perfect transparency. I sprung it on him. Didn't even tell him what we were doing or who he was picking. So those are kind of spur of the moment picks. A little bit more time to prepare this week. James, let's say in the NFC South for these first two games, Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. Honestly, dude, three weeks ago, I'd have been like, this is Saints easy. Saints are favored by five and a half, but how do you see this thing going? This one's really, really difficult, actually. Um, doesn't look like the Saints are going to have Jameis Winston or Michael Thomas again yep. this week. Um Geno Smith, uh, he is the true chef, and he cooks far better than Russell Wilson is cooking right now. But I think this is an Alvin Kamara bounce back here. So I would say the New Orleans Saints are going to win, but maybe not at minus five and a half. Yeah. So maybe don't take the points, but if you're going money line, New Orleans Saints is the team, according to James Yarko. I actually agree with him. San Francisco 49ers favored by six and a half against Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Baker Mayfield yet to move in. What's happening here? Uh, This is a long trip for the San Francisco 49ers. They're coming off a big emotional win against the Los Angeles Rams. It's a short week, but the Carolina Panthers stink. Give me the 49ers. (laughs) You know, I'm glad I'm not making picks here because I would almost actually go Carolina because this is like this is like the game that Baker Mayfield wins. Like this is just just that's just yeah. so Baker. And, like this would be the game. And Jimmy Garoppolo would beat the Rams and, and then, then turn around the, and yeah. choke oh. to the to the Panthers. Ridiculous. Yeah. Final game, Dallas Cowboys, potentially Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott. I'm not sure if he practiced Thursday, but did not practice Wednesday at Los Angeles Rams. Rams favored by five and a half. What happens here? Uh, Rams on the flip side of the 49ers coming off very emotional loss. They get to be at home. They're taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Matthew Stafford not doing great this year. Four touchdowns, six interceptions. But something has to end the Cooper Rush madness. Give me the Rams. Listen, we got a question about Cooper Rush that we have not been able to get to this week. We do have it. We are saving it. We are going to answer it just, just for the person who sent it in. Um, I want to see what happens this weekend, though, before we answer that. And before we give our score predictions this week, James, let's check out what our friends have to say over at Bet Online. Sunday open Buccaneers minus seven and a half. Monday it went to eight, then all the way up to nine. And then Thursday kept on going north to Buccaneers minus nine and a half. 
69% of the cash is on the Buccaneers. That's a big reason that that number gets keeps moving up. There's really no sharp action moving it right as of yet. Um, yeah, Patterson's done for the Falcons, so that that's a big blow to Atlanta. You know, Brady's kind of finally starting to look at, look his age. Of course, of course, I've said that every year for probably the last eight years or so, and he always proves me wrong. Um, he did have a pretty good outing last week, um, but. You know, nine and a half is that, that that's where the line's sitting right now. Don't expect too much of a movement either way. I don't think we'll get to that key number ten and should have moved down any 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 more unless some sharp action piles in on the Falcons. All right, so Buccaneers favored by nine and a half. My score prediction from the crossover on Thursday, James, was Buccaneers thirty-one, Falcons seventeen. So I have. The Buccaneers covering the spread. We've got a score prediction in the live chat here. Mike predicts 38 to 10. So even more bold than I went. Uh, 28 point difference there. So we've got the Bucks covering the spread. You can take the points here. Typically, you don't take a spread this big. You just go money line um, and, and you just, just play it safe a little bit. But James, what do you see happening in this game? Are you going as bold as Mike or are you going as lesser bold as I am? Look, I, I said that I was concerned about the Bucks run defense, regardless of Cordell Patterson's status. Uh, one of the things that I spoke with Evan Klosky about that'll be on the Blitz on Sunday morning is the fact that... Oh, are you on television, sir? Uh, I, I will be. Uh, Go ahead and plug that. Go ahead and plug that. It's okay. I'll be on the Blitz uh, every uh, every Sunday morning there on 10 Tampa Bay with the Locked on Bucks burning question of the week. There you go. Uh, so... One of the things that I talked about was the fact that this Bucks run defense is giving up the same amount of yards per carry as they did last year when they finished third in the NFL. Difference is teams are running more against them this year because the offense hasn't been putting them in a situation where they have to abandon the run. That's happening on Sunday. The offense is going to hold up their end of the deal. They are going to jump out to an early lead and force Marcus Mariota to be the one throwing the ball very unsuccessfully. Give me the Buccaneers 35 to 10. A little bit of a mixed bag of boldness going on in these, these score predictions. So appreciate Mike jumping in there uh, as well. So uh, Bucks by a lot. That's, that's what we're looking for here. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons remain one of five teams that Tom Brady has not lost a game to. Yeah. Rip to my friend Gabe, who has to cover the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Not uh, going to be a fun weekend for him. Rip to our comment section if this goes the other direction. Turning off the comment section if this goes <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> all right. With that, we are getting out of here. So thank you all once again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen or view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you all who joined us in the live chat. You'll get to do it again coming up after the game on Sunday. We're going to do an immediate postcast followed up by a regular episode. So a double dip. On Sunday, make sure you have the uh, the notification set on YouTube when you're subscribed to the channel so you know when we go live following the Buccaneers win over the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, you can send in your reactions to 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. 
Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check me out over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.